0: welcome to the lifestyle chase this podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health wellness friends and family proudly hosted by me chris little without further ado let's get started welcome to episode 10 of the lifestyle chase here today is the one the only healthy chelsea
1: it's healthy chelsea
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how's your day going? Take us through a weekday routine in the life of Chelsea.
1: Yeah. So first of all, I'm just so happy to be here. I've been loving listening to all the different podcasts and hearing the faces and names um, of the Edmonton fitness community and getting to know them better. So it's just been really cool. And I'm super excited that you asked me to be a guest and hopefully I'm interesting enough for everybody. Um, But yeah, so my typical day looks a little different than what my day was like today. I'm currently on like a medical leave from work. So my days are kind of... A little different now i'm sleeping in more taking a lot more self-care time for me um, which is great but a typical day typically starts around like 6am i'll wake up i'll eat breakfast um, then i head to work get ready head to work um, i work at the u of a and i work in student involvement risk management and it's really fun it's a high um high volume high impact high demand job so i'm working with students doing a lot of administrative work helping them plan events And so I sit at my desk all day long in seclusion and it's so boring. (laughs) Like, I love my job, but I hate just sitting all day long. So um, when I finally get off work, I usually head to a fitness class, whether I'm teaching one um, or whether I'm attending one. I tend to work out after work to let all my aggressors and stressors from the day out. Um, And then I'm pretty boring and I just go home and relax and watch Netflix and go to bed. And food. Food is always interspersed throughout my day as well.
0: Food is good. Food is good. Yeah. Um, You also have quite a bit of a role as sort of what they call an influencer, but just someone who uh, represents a lot of different brands. How does that play into your day?
1: Yeah, so um, I try and do that um, a lot throughout my day as well. Um, Instagram is a huge part of my life and I love working with like local brands and brands around the world and people around the world um, so often I'm curating posts on my lunch break or my other breaks or emailing back and forth with brands and so um, my little side hustle is kind of interspersed throughout the rest of my day as well
0: makes sense makes for a busy day hey it does
1: but I, I like being busy so it's good
0: So take us back five years. How was your life different then than Uh, it is today?
1: It was so different five years ago. So five years ago, I would have been midway through university. I did like a six and a half year degree, um, not intentionally, but um, I struggled through university really badly and couldn't really find my path, didn't really know what it was I wanted to do, thought I knew, struggled through that, didn't really find that that was like the right path for me. Um, and so I switched my degree right around, I think, I think it probably was about 2013, went into the phys ed degree. Now they call it the bachelor of kinesiology, um, but found my way kind of through there. And that was my, I think my first year in that program. So I was struggling through first year classes once again, halfway through my like six and a half years. And, um, I was like not doing well. I wasn't working out very often. I wasn't in like a good mental state. Um, I was like fighting with my friends and fighting with family and fighting with relationships just like all the time and I wasn't like my version of myself like I like to say like now I've kind of found that path again and I had it before that but university sucked the life out of me and um, yeah it was like a really dark time Um, for me I definitely struggled to get out of bed in the morning I had like my first kind of bouts with like mental health um, like anxiety and depression and telling friends that, like, I can't get out of bed, I can't come to class, can I borrow your notes? And they kind of told me, like, I think you're just being lazy. And for me, that was really hard to, like, even own up to, like, I think something's going on with me and tell them. And then they'd just be like, no, I won't give you my notes, like, you're being lazy. And uh, yeah, that was super hard. And I didn't really know, like, working at the UVA now, I definitely know what supports exist for me. And like, I could have, you know, gone to different offices on campus to talk through my issues or like gotten um different mental health supports but as a student you don't know those things often until you're like faced with them head on and so i just kind of silently suffered through that and i was definitely not a happy person at all five years ago not not the same chelsea you know and love today
0: (laughs) is there anything that you think contributed to that or is just one of life's things that just gets you
1: i think i think it honestly was feeling so lost like In high school, I was a really good student. Um, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, kind of didn't, thought I was on that path, like I wanted to be a dietitian. And I really, I always knew like health and wellness was a huge part of my life. And I really wanted to work, like, in the community, working with people. I didn't want to be, like, a clinical dietitian because I'm not, like, a super science person. I wanted to work with people. And when I was in the nutrition program and in year three, and I was just struggling. I was failing courses. I was actually required to withdraw from university, too, which was, like, a tough feeling from someone who was, like, good in high school and, like, a good student and then just, like, sucking hardcore in university. It really, like, takes a blow to your, like, self-esteem. Um, but then I, like went to them and I had a plan. I was like, no, I'm going to switch programs. I'm going to do the like phys ed degree route. It's more people based. It's more wellness based. It's less chemistry based (laughs) because that was my downfall. And I think like just struggling through not knowing like what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go was really like what kind of Developed that situation i also ended a long-term relationship around that time i was in a sorority which was just like really bad for my mental health as well um i loved the people i loved the actions and volunteering and all that that we got to do but there were some really toxic relationships in that group and all of that kind of was just situational and really got me down
0: makes sense that's deep yeah (laughs) um What was your high school life like? Some people think of high school years as their best years. Yeah. They wouldn't trade it for anything. Some people are completely different. What kind of a person were you?
1: I was. I would say I'm, I was more similar to how I am now in high school than my university self. Um, I wasn't popular and I wasn't not popular. I was friends with everybody. And um, I was happy and like honestly friends with everyone. And I really enjoyed being part of many different circles. Um, I was in like the foods class, I took phys ed all through high school and I kind of almost think like that's probably where It's Healthy Chelsea was born because that's where I really started to like connect with physical activity brought me happiness and um, so thinking back on that, that's probably where I kind of developed that. Um, but yeah, I was friends with so many different groups of people, I played sports, um, I was in like cosmetology, like I was, I was in everything and so it was like a good time for me but um, I definitely had no idea what I really wanted to do outside of high school. I hadn't really thought of it. And then all of a sudden at the end of grade 12 or midway through the year when it's like application time for university, I was like, what? I have to like apply? Like I haven't made that decision yet. I thought I had until the end of the year. And I actually didn't go into university right after high school because I had no clue what I wanted to do. Um, I thought I wanted to do something like wellness related, but didn't really know what that looked like. And so I took two years off of high school before I even went to university. But yeah, towards the end, I was like, I have no idea what's going on and what's next. Kind of just focused on like getting through each day or month or the year. But I was happy. I loved high school. It was fun, but definitely not the highlight of my life.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What did you do for the two years?
1: I worked. Um, So I didn't intend on taking two years off. It was going to be one year um, kind of while I figured out what it was I wanted to do. And the first year, um, I just worked. I worked in um, the restaurant industry, which I loved, interacting with people. I love people. Um, And so that was really fun. I was both a hostess hostess and a server. Um, It was great, I loved both of those. Um, and then when I went to go apply for university, they had kind of changed some of the requirements for the nutrition program. And then I needed grade 12 chemistry, which I didn't have because <laughs> throwback to what I said before, I hated chemistry. So I wasn't going to take it if I didn't need to in high school. Um, and so I needed to upgrade. So then my second year off was full of upgrading um, or taking the class I didn't actually have and then my grandpa actually passed away that year and so it was kind of a blessing in disguise because if I would have been in university I would have been a mess because he was definitely like my best friend and um, that that hit me hard too so yeah it ended up being two years off unexpected but and when I went and I was like I know I want to be a dietitian I'm gung-ho I was like that kid at orientation that was so stoked to be there and I probably like I like I'm still friends with some of those people and they were like you were so excited and like into it and all of us were like we
0: just want to like not be here and
1: I was like can I be friends with everybody um <laughs> but yeah so yeah
0: but you're being yourself and like that I think yeah. that's so important some people are like oh she's so enthusiastic it's like yeah she's an enthusiastic person get over it kind of thing
1: sometimes it's like a little bit of a Like sometimes that's how I break down walls because I'm a really shy person too. And I know you disagree with that, but I'm, I'm really shy when I don't know people until I get to know them. I'm like, um like afraid to say something that might upset them or like i really like to like sit back and like see how situation and how people play out. But for university, because I was going in two years out, I knew I was older than everybody, didn't have any friends that were my age, kind of had split ways with friends that were friends in high school that were now in university with their new friends. I was like, I need to just go in and go all in. So I was like, let's break down that like wall I have up and just like, let's be friends with everybody and put that out there. If they like me, they like me. And if they don't, they don't. And I got like everybody's phone numbers and email addresses. We all like Friended each other on Facebook. Like, it. I broke down the barriers for everybody else too.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So you have a pretty big community around you on Instagram. When did that all start?
1: Yeah. So Instagram was such a funny thing. Um. I mean, that's how we met. So I don't know who followed each other first, but I know. I, like, I know that that's how we we became friends. But, um, it was 2015, um, uh, March 2015 at like 2 a.m. <laughs> I created my Instagram <laughs> page, um, and. It was because I was um, I had followed a lot of online fitness accounts, whatever you want to call them, um, of people doing the similar workout program that I was kind of looking into. It was the Kayla Itzina's Bikini Body Guide, BBG. Um, and I had bought that and had that for like six months at least prior. And I'd started it and kind of got into like, it's a 12 week program and I got into like week four and then I just like quit and I was like, I'm not not fit enough for this, I can't do this yet. And it would always be like these mental excuses and mental blocks telling myself like, I can't do this right now, I'll do this later, I don't have time, wouldn't make time in my day. And she had a really, she still does, has this huge online following of people who do her guides, they create these fitness Instagram accounts um, and that's how people stay motivated, accountable and kind of build community. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. And so at 2 a.m. I created my account. It was originally Chelsea BBG, so original. And I posted a picture of myself, like a before picture, cropped my head out because I wanted to be completely anonymous. Chelsea was like the only thing that was going to give it away. Didn't want to say where I lived. didn't want to give any, like, um, I guess, identifying features about me. Um, but I posted it and I was like, okay, like, please be gentle. Cause like, here I am like in like a sports bra and underwear, posting this, these photos, like a 360 kind of photo on the internet being like, be nice to me. Like, don't be like, <laughs> ew, you're ugly. Like, this is terrible. Like, you know, like there are trolls on the internet, oh, so sure. I've sure experienced them, but created that pretty much posted the photo, followed a couple people, logged out, went to bed. And this is when you have to actually like log in and out of your accounts on Instagram instead of just toggling between the two. So it was a lot of work. Forgot I made the page. Um, Went back a couple days later and I had like 300 followers, multiple likes, all these comments being like, you can do it. Like we're here for you. And I was like, what? Like, oh my God, this is so weird. And it kind of just bubbled from there. Like I'd post like my food. I'd be like, I really sucked at my workout today. And like, because it was a 12 week guide and people would start it on like the same days, you'd be able to have people who are doing the same workout as you around the world. And so it kind of just started from there. And the more I put into it, the more I got out of it, which I thought was kind of cool because um, like the more I started sharing more information about myself, the more I connected with other people or more people connected with me. And like I said, I didn't show my face for probably like the first couple months because I was like, I don't want people to know who I am. I don't want someone in real life finding me. And they did. And I blocked them. So sorry if you followed me originally and then I blocked you. That's why it was embarrassing. Like... Um, to put yourself out in such a vulnerable way on the internet <laughs> for like all these people to see you. And I like, I didn't tell my family about it. Like I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I'm secretly going to do this. Hopefully it'll work. Like hopefully I'm going to be like super skinny at the end of these 12 weeks. Like that's that was the goal, right? Like I'm going to lose all this weight and be like the before and after transformations that you see. And then I soon realized that I was like completely unrealistic. But the community is what like kept me and that kept me accountable. I remember countless times there'd be... Um, mornings I'd wake up and be like I don't want to work out or I want to like walk down the street to McDonald's and get some breakfast like McDonald's breakfast food and then I'd scroll through Instagram first and I'd see like this mom of five was able to make a healthy breakfast and work out and play with her kids in the time that I was bitching about not, (laughs) not wanting to work out and I was like okay if she can do it I can do it and yeah I struggled through those like it was a 12-week circuit program, it was like 28 minutes, you do it uh, two to three times a week and add cardio in there too, Um, and it was all like the burpees, and like push-ups, and like all those kinds of things, and like I have a shoulder injury, so like I would hate this, I can't even do like three burpees in a row, but then the next week I'd be able to do four, and you'd slowly start to see the growth, Um, and it was just like my kind of like, it turned into a diary, a fitness diary, and the community slowly like started to build, and Never in a million years did I ever expect to have as many followers as I have now. And I've it's never been about the followers for me. Um, it's been about connecting that community, sharing my message. Like, I personally believe anybody can be healthy, happy, and active. They just have to put the time and effort in and find something that works for them. And I think, like, that and my degree of course being in kinesiology because i eventually did finish i guess i should say that like i do have a degree in kinesiology um but like i was able to share my messages and like connect with people and just like be real and i think that that's what people really responded to and um yeah it's built this amazing community i've traveled around the world not around the world but to the states to meet people that i've met on instagram all my best friends in real life are from instagram um it's truly like a special community it's cool
0: It's really neat and just like witnessing it from the outside perspective, like the messages that you put out are able to encourage so many people Mm -hmm. and like to see you as a group fitness instructor now at Cycle Bar, like you're, I was actually in the studio one day and you weren't even instructing class and somebody was like, have you heard of Healthy Chelsea? It's Healthy Chelsea. (laughs) Um, She's instructing here now. And I like sat down and I could hear them talking and Uh, they were like, so, uh, she kind of started spin and then she tried to be an instructor and then she didn't get to be an instructor, but then she just kept going to all these classes and now she's an instructor here and that's why I'm here. I'm like, uh, seriously, if only she was here to hear that. That's so cool. It was just so badass because like, it's, it's better to have a fitness community where other people feel more encouraged and like motivated to be there then have a fitness community where you go in and you put in all this time and effort. Then all of a sudden you actually feel like you're, you're not up to the standard or like you're not uh, living up to an expectation because what I like about Edmonton's community is making it more and more attainable for different Mm. people to be active because with uh, daily activity comes an increase in mental health you absolutely. get like people actually making genuine friendships and stuff mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of what it's all about like it's not so much a business but it's just trying to make humanity a little little healthier one absolutely. one class at a time
1: yeah. absolutely i love that ah uh, yeah and i get messages like that on instagram all the time where people around the world will be like um, I saw you go to cycle bar because of course that's where I'm teaching now but so and there's a cycle bar in my city so I went there and like I love it and I can thank you because of it and I'm just like huh, just me doing my own thing but sharing it so publicly and being vulnerable and sharing like yeah like I tried out three well two and a half ish different times to be an instructor and I didn't get it um, before I finally um, nailed the try out got it and found my home um, but it was kind of embarrassing to share like People knew I wanted to be an instructor, and then I shared, like, I have a tryout, and it's like, I, I didn't get it, but yeah. I'm going to keep trying, and it's embarrassing to share those things, but I think that's what makes me real, and I think that's what people connect with. Like you said, um, it's attain- it's more attainable, and um, people can see themselves in me because, like, maybe they tried something and didn't, like, excel at it the first time, and it's like, poor <laughs> knows I don't try, or I don't excel at everything I try the first time. It's a struggle often, but you just keep pursuing it.
0: But people feel so much more encouraged to just be themselves yeah and to just take a risk knowing that it's not nobody's gonna bark at you like more often than not you're gonna have people that encourage you to be a better version of yourself
1: absolutely i think that's so important too i was talking with one of my riders before class last week we had like a i had a four-person class and i'm not ashamed to talk about small class sizes because i think that's where you like get the most growth out of yourself and as and from the riders um, but I asked them to kind of like move to the front of the class, or like move. They were sitting on like the wings of the class. I'm like, come on, just like come to the middle a That's little. That's what like, always happens. Yeah, always like the fire
0: corner, and especially
1: at Cycle Bar because you book your bike ahead of time. Yeah. Like you'll book whatever bike you're comfortable on, hoping the class will fill up or whatever. Um, but then you get there and there's four people and I'm like, no one's in the middle. Like, hello, are you there? Are you there? Can you come? <laughs> so I like, I was like, this is a really great opportunity for growth and to try a different bike than you maybe you're comfortable. But like, we're such a small like group, and I'm like certainly not going to judge you. Like, you do your own thing whatever bike you're on and one of the girls was like oh I know you're not going to judge me like I actually feel super comfortable knowing that it's you that's why I come to your classes and right there it just like hit me in the heart I was like this is why I wanted to be an instructor because I think it's so important um, to feel comfortable and like feel safe with whoever your instructor is and that's important to me
0: and something you're going to learn as you instruct more classes and I say this from experience like you don't know the impact that you have on these people like they won't show it they won't say it uh, you could ask them and they won't admit it, but, like, you're, you're changing people. 100%. And even in the times that you've written in other people's classes, like, your presence, anybody's presence makes a difference. So how you show up, how you wake up in your day, like, you actually have a reason to be accountable. Yeah. Because every move that you make plays a role in somebody else's day. Absolutely. So it's good to have people with that kind of self-awareness where they, they get it. They're like, okay, like, maybe... Maybe I should show up for myself, but I should show up for myself because I know that I have an impact.
1: Absolutely. At the end of the day, like, it's never about me or whoever's instructing the class. Like, yeah, we play a role in it and we're going to tell them what they should be doing to follow the sequence of class. But we're there for them and to help their growth. And their growth is also helping our growth because we're all writing something out in that room or or whatever workout we're doing but we're all going through something and just being there being like showing up clipping into the bike like that's that's enough like that's all you really have to do and it just grows from there
0: Mm -hmm. and you can really tell like when a person leading the class is like making a connection with their riders and when they're not like sometimes You go in the room and you're like, oh shit, it's like they can see in my head, like they they know that I'm working through shit and then we just like whoop whooped right through that and we're good to go. Oh my
1: god, the whoop whoops are my favorite. (laughs) Someone someone was telling me the other day, like not to me specifically, but just in general that they hate when people are like making noise in class and I was like, no, like it's such like a cathartic experience to just let it all out and like just like whatever you're feeling that day, just like make the noise and like let it out. I'm a woo girl and I'm, (laughs) hi, I'm Chelsea and I'm a woo girl and I'm not ashamed to admit it but I just think it makes like so much more fun and I know in times in classes I've like that I've ridden and I make like a noise or I like whoo or like yeah or whatever it is that comes out and then like you see someone else just around you and they they just like let go of whatever they're feeling and then they're cheering and wooing and I think it just makes like such a fun experience so I'm always telling my riders like make noise like let it out just have fun
0: yeah and I think uh like my take on it uh, because I can speak from, like, an instructor's perspective, I know the impact, but I also know, like, the difference between, like, someone overdoing it and someone oh, yeah. oh, not, yeah. like, not overdoing it kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It has to be um, authentic. Like, it has yeah, to be real. You can't just you gotta, be wooing to make noise. You gotta feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like... I have gone full spectrum. I've been like the quietest person in the class just in my own head, like not saying a word. Like that was probably how I was at Yeg Cycle more so. For sure. And depending on the instructor, some of them will just bring it out of me. Like you play like some song that I just love and I can't help it. It's just, oh, and just, like,
1: it's just like a full body experience. Yeah. Been and there. then
0: instructing a true ride, I probably had the reputation for the most high energy. Like, I mean, it was a stiff competition because they got a pretty solid crew yeah. there. But like, if I was feeling it, the whole freaking gym knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, really yeah.
1: oh, yeah. I remember those classes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I remember your last one, too. Like, everyone was just like. It was awesome. Up. Yeah, it was so good.
0: Such a good memory. Yeah. And then coming to Cycle Bar, like, I have found that I'm able to really clear my head because mm-hmm. obviously it's, it's kind of like. Just like it was from the start, it is still sort of like a therapy kind of thing. Oh, like, for sure. In a fitness career, you got like shit that got to work through. Yeah. And like some people go and they lift heavy and I lift heavy, but then I also go on the spin bike and it's yeah. just something that I've accepted. It's like part of my regime. Yeah. It's part of what uh, gets me in the right headspace to make big risks, which is what mm-hmm. this year has been all about.
1: Yeah. This year has been huge for you. It's nuts. Huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> what the hell? It's so good though.
0: But uh I've, I've learned in that process that now that I'm aware of what kind of an impact I can have just as a writer mm-hmm. like you're gonna have people that are new to the experience and they're gonna feel like they're at the end of their limit and the instructors like you have more and they're like no I don't and then some <laughs> dude in the corners like whoo <laughs> yep. like, oh wait yeah, yeah I have more yeah or like the competitive people like there's been so many times and that's. I don't really care if people care what they place on the board. Mm-hmm. But I think it's exciting to see the whole class on the board when yeah. possible. Yeah. Because then if somebody if somebody is like a high performance person and they're not on the board and they're just looking at like they they tend to look at like what the top watts are. Yeah. And just try and peg theirs to be above and just hope for the best kind of thing. But when you're someone that's like really comfortable in that space and you're competent and you you're athletic having somebody else's name hover above and below and above and below and above yours yeah really can bring out the best
1: pushes you you for sure
0: so forget cycle bar people listening to this get your freaking name on the board
1: (laughs) but i'm guilty my name's not on the board
0: get it on there (laughs) no
1: i hate it i'm always no matter what i'm on the board like I suck at the like cycle bar like tight style ride because my <laughs> I'm always like the last in class. And no matter, even if I'm on the board and I'm like giving her and I'm trying so hard and I'm just like not rising and it like defeats me. So instead I just turn it off and I just like, I want it to still be my therapy. So every once in a while I'll put my name on the board, but I find like most of the time I'm not because I'm always dead last and it's like sad to see my name dead last up there. It like, it pushes me hard, but like when I'm only moving from dead last to like slightly above dead last, it's like, okay, Charles, like you're an instructor here. Like, come on. So. But you got to take
0: the other stance on that because there's people... Who are encouraged to show up with their best shot when they see true. like how hard you're trying. That's true. And how willing to be vulnerable you are. That's true. There is there is the angle that we're just trying to find our flow state. We don't give a shit. We don't want our name on the board. We don't care. Yeah. But I like to think of like, how much of an impact can you have... By showing people that you're really trying and like this is what it is. It's but you're true. here, you showed up, you woke up, you went there after work, whatever you did. Yeah. And it's powerful. Because like, I know if I go there dead set, hell bent to win, like there's lots of times when I won't. Like there's so many oh, yeah. people that are better. Absolutely. But I know that I'm going to try my damnedest. Yeah. And my name's going to be on the board and they're going to see me just about die and they're going to be like, well, he definitely yeah. did his best. <laughs>
1: I also like getting the email afterwards when I'm not on the board because then, yeah. like, I'll push myself and I'll be like, I freaking killed that class. Like, i got to be at the top. And then I'll, like, like, thinking, like, I nailed Like, I was going as hard as I could. I, like, had that gear all the way up. Like, I was pushing myself harder than I've ever pushed. And then I get the email and I'm still not up there. But it's kind of like a surprise of, like, where did I actually place? So I haven't actually ridden a class since I started being officially on the schedule. Like, I, the last classes I probably took were end of August before I, like, had passed training. Um, and that's just because I'm worried I'm going to, like, blow my injury out if I, like, <laughs> push myself too hard outside of the classes I'm teaching. So I'm still trying to find my balance. But um, maybe I'll maybe you've convinced me I'll put my name up on the board next ride I do, which I think you is should. coming up soon. But
0: You should. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the most valuable lesson you've learned from any group fitness in the last mm-hmm. two years?
1: Oh, in the last two years specifically. Okay. That's actually probably when I started doing more group fitness. Um... I would say one thing that has surprised me, and I've learned, is more like about myself in group fitness um, scenarios. So I used to always be afraid of group fitness classes, and I've done like a handful of them um, back when I was like in that like 2013 kind of time frame. I was doing uh burlesque boom through dance code studio and like so i was like still working out but i was like super shy and i'd walk in and i'd do my thing and leave and even when i started going to yg cycle um i would sit in the back row in the very corner bike like right by the door um wouldn't talk to anybody like i wanted in and out like get my workout get out um and it wasn't until um one of the riders who's now one of my good friends pauline she came up to me um and just like said hi and i was like hi like don't talk to me like i'm super shy and like super like weirded out about but like someone talking to me because I just wanted to get my workout done, um, and then she found me on Instagram somehow, which I um I'm now like open about my Instagram, obviously, because we're talking about it. But um, the first couple of years, I was super awkward. Like if someone would follow me, I'd block them, like I said. Um, and then eventually I started to just kind of own my Instagram as like it's helping me. It's helping other people. And like, let's not be ashamed of it anymore. And like there's still times where I am kind of awkward about my Instagram. But now it's like everybody knows. Everyone calls me it's healthy Chelsea. Like that's just like who I am now. And that's fine. Um, but when she found my Instagram, I was like, oh, no, now like, now why did you cycle, which was such like, my stress relief at the time um, isn't, like, anon- like I'm not anonymous there. Like, she can see me. She can talk to me. She found my account. She knows what I'm thinking. Like, ah, I, like, had a mini panic again. Um, but she made that into a community because she talked to me. And then I felt like, you know, everybody's just going through something at these group fitness studios. So what it's really taught me is that like we're all going through the same thing. We're just in our own little worlds. And so it's until you break down those walls and build that community that it's not going to feel like a community to you either. and there's definitely times in group fitness scenarios where it's really awkward and having an injury like I've talked about I was checked into the boards in indoor soccer when I was like 12 and my whole upper body just kind of shifted and crunched and I went to doctors at the time they're like you're a kid you'll bounce back here do some stretches and it didn't really help and um, so for the longest time I lived with injury and I was afraid of group fitness classes because you'd go to them and they'd be like hey we're doing these burpees we're doing push-ups and I'm like I don't have the strength to do that. And it, like, if I were to do it, my form would be off because, like, I was compensating for my injury. So then I'd, like, make it worse. And sometimes you didn't want to always tell the instructor that you were going through something or sometimes you would tell them and they would like kind of laugh it off or just be like, oh yeah, I'm injured too, whatever, just keep going. And those aren't good instructors because they're not taking into consideration the individual. And so then it made me feel like self-conscious to do group fitness. And I know like I experienced that with like Orange Theory until you find like the right trainer that's going to listen to you and want to like help you through your injury. They're just like, you're just a number to them. And so I definitely struggled with that through group fitness until I really found, um, something that I liked that I could modify on my own and not feel intimidated that I felt a community around. Um, And those are like, that's why I love group fitness. Like that's really, it's kind of, I've been through a change of group fitness over the last two years. And now it's like a place I want to be. That's where my friends are. And that's like my stress release. So yeah.
0: Totally. Um, Life places us in a lot of situations that make it easy to doubt ourselves. Mm -hmm. What is a strategy that you use to erase self-doubt?
1: Oh my God, I am full of self-doubt. And it's kind of funny because I always talk about like, just like do the damn thing and like, don't worry about what other people say. But like, here I am always being like, oh my God, I'm really nervous. Like, I don't want to do this. And what if I'm terrible? And even when I was trying out for cycle bar, I emailed Farah the night before and I was like, I can't do a fast jog at the BPM you want me to do it at. Like I cannot do, I can't do it. I was like, can we, can I do like one a little slower? She's like, nope, it's either this or, or like try out again in the future. And I was like, oh shit, like I gotta do it then. So I was like, okay, let's do it. But like, even I self-doubt all the time. And so one of my strategies and something I'm really trying hard to do always, and like this is like an everyday kind of thing, but like just tell myself like, I can. And what's the worst if I try and I fail? Like, honestly, if you try something and you're not good at it, or you try and you fail or, and like, what's failure? That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic of conversation, but, um, like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to, like, be vulnerable. You're going to learn something about yourself in the process. And it's just going to make you stronger at the end of the day. So I try to tell myself when I have self-doubt that, like, try. Give it at least one shot. And if you really hate it, never do it again. <laughs> or, like, find something else to do. But, um, yeah, self-doubt is, is a tricky one. And it's something I still, like, struggle with all the time. For sure.
0: Do you ever visualize the whole situation? Just imagine it all playing out exactly how you want
1: yes and no um like i always like to like see myself as like like before my tryout and uh, at cycle bar i went into the bathroom took a selfie and i was like this is the last selfie i'm going to take before i nail my uh, my tryout and on the other side of this i'm going to be an instructor and obviously like i didn't find out in that exact moment but um looking back i was like damn girl like you had that self-confidence like i build myself up and tell myself i can but I sometimes don't plan out all the way to kind of like the finish line of like if everything works out because my whole life is an example of things that don't work out the way I expect them to. But. I like how they've played out so um sometimes i see like or try to visualize it to the end but it's usually like small steps like today i'm gonna go nail my tryout um and today i'm gonna go do this or like i'm gonna try and like be vulnerable and um go to a new studio or a new class that i've never been to before and i'll go by myself and um, that's gonna be great and so like building myself up a little bits at a time
0: makes sense makes sense so let's say you won the lottery and you were building a spin studio Ooh. in a city that didn't already have eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> what would it look like? What kind of community? What kind of instructors?
1: So that would be so cool, I think, um, but I don't know if I'd like running the business side of a spin studio, because um, like, I want to be in there with all the people and instructing, but. I think um, what's really important to me in any group fitness studio, whether it's a spin studio or otherwise, is an inclusive community. And I think to to foster an inclusive community, it's really about the people that you have. Um, and so whether that's the people at the front desk, the instructors, um, the riders, or the, the community that come to the classes, I would really want to make sure that um, I'm surrounding myself and the community with good people. Um, and I think part of that too is... Um, having a diverse group of people. Um, my cousin and I went to a spin class um, over a year ago, and she is not like a very athletic person. She doesn't work out all the time, but she really wanted to come because she saw how much I loved spin. And afterwards, she was like, you know, that instructor was really great, but I saw there was another instructor and I kind of want to take their class. And I was like, okay, like, let's do that. She didn't say why. She just wasn't connecting to the other instructor. So we went and took this other instructor's class. And afterwards, she was like, I felt so comfortable in this class. And like, this is... I would 100% take this class again. And I was like, oh, why? She's like, because this instructor is not like a cookie cutter image of what a fitness instructor looks like. They were out of breath at parts of the time during the ride. Um, They were human up there. Um, I see myself in them. Like, I look more physically like them. And she's like, that's important to me because I see myself or I see my struggles or I see whatever in them. And it really got me thinking about, like, why I wanted to be an instructor. And it was, again, because... um, I feel like I have an injury and like I talk about this all the time and it's so annoying but like I always want to prove to people that like don't let that limit you because it limited me for so many years being like oh sorry I can't do that like I have an injury I can't lift that I can't do push-ups I can't like yeah I can I just have to find a way to do it or modify it or um like make it work for me so finding people in a group fitness um, setting who would emulate those kind of values as well that like you don't have to look a certain way or you don't have to be the best in class like I want an inclusive positive enthusiastic environment so that's what I would look like look for in like a studio that I would create um, definitely like positive people because I'm a very positive person um, and an inclusive environment yeah and I think I'd want to make it like difficult but attainable um, and so like every ability can kind of go to class and I know we say that about studios now that like anyone can go and do that but sometimes I find that classes aren't super accessible for new riders and so or or new, new people whatever group fitness it is so I would really want to make sure that like there's either like beginner rides or like ways for people to like build up their level because it cer- certainly took me like five to ten rides before I even knew what I was doing on a bike. I unclipped my first ride. I was like, they were pumping and I was dipping and I was off beat Like, it's a disaster. And as a new rider, that's so intimidating to not know what you're doing and getting in a room where everybody else has been doing it for longer than you. And um, so I'd really want to make sure that I'm breaking down any barriers and walls. And I think a lot of the studios in the city do really good jobs at those things, but um, an inclusive environment is definitely something that I would really
0: want to make sure I have in my own studio. Sounds cool that's awesome do you think you'd ever actually do that like if you won the lottery let's say you won the lottery what would you do would you travel? Oh my gosh,
1: I would definitely travel because I have not traveled enough and like I don't I've never really gone anywhere I've been to Mexico and I've been to Jamaica and I'm going to Cuba in a couple of weeks um, but other than that like I haven't really been anywhere, so I, I want to. The count. states. Okay, yeah, I've been to the states. <laughs> so exciting! <Woo-hoo>. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've been to like eight states, um, which is like also exciting, I guess. But like, I really want to travel more, and I haven't dedicated enough. It's not it hasn't been a priority to me, and so I would definitely travel if I won the lottery. Um, but I've like never thought of um, opening a studio, really. But I think it could be, it could be cool. Who knows? Talk to me in a couple years down the line when I win the lottery. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. Um, so what is the toughest obstacle you have ever had to overcome
1: Uh, i first have to say that i've lived like a pretty privileged life like I, i haven't had a lot of obstacles or hardships um thankfully um and i'm like very blessed in that sense that like my life's been like honestly pretty pretty great um but i think and i've talked about it a little already but like in university like my first experience with like my mental health Um, really taking a toll on, on me and like that was the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with because I'm a positive happy outgoing person and that's just how I've always been and then when I wasn't that way I was like something's wrong but I didn't know what was wrong there's still like there still is such a stigma around mental health even though like even I was like too afraid to like take my like my break from work because I was like I don't want to go to them and be like hello my mental health is suffering right now and like it's so stupid there's departments and units in my office that focus on mental health yet I was still too like I wasn't ashamed but I just was like oh no I don't have mental health issues because I don't deal with it 100% of the time mine is very situational so I felt awkward being like actually I need to like take care of that but when I first experienced that and I was like struggling at university and my life was kind of like I just felt like it was falling apart and I felt like it was just like It's like you're watching your life unfold but you're not a part of it that's what it felt like then Um, and really it just took like I don't really know how I got out of that state like I there wasn't like one moment I didn't like go to therapy or anything I probably should have Um, but again I didn't see myself in that situation that like felt like I needed it and I think the hard part was just like how am I gonna get through this exam or how am I gonna get through this school year how am I gonna get through this bad relationship and it was like one thing after another and i just kept like trying to chip away at it and eventually it kind of i guess like the negative stressors just kind of passed because i've passed the class and then i switched my program and i ended up ended a bad relationship and ended being in a sorority and all i kind of just like moved those things out of my life and then i was like happy again or on my way up but i'd say like that was probably the toughest thing i ever had to go through um i felt really alone like in university like going like i didn't have very close group of friends because they were all in their own programs doing their own things all had relationships so i felt like i was dealing with that like obviously had good family support but i really felt like i was struggling through university by myself which sucked Mm -hmm. yeah so i'd say that was probably like my toughest thing i really i that was that was like hard to kind of pinpoint but i think that was probably the most down i've ever felt like there were days i just couldn't get out of bed i was like i'm sick and i wasn't sick but i was like or like like, cold, like, I didn't have a cold or anything, but I was, like, I can't, I can't go, like, I just can't, and I would just lie in bed for hours and hours and be, like, I just can't today, and so I'm kind of going through that again right now, so I'd say, like, it's, it's, it's it's hard right now, too, but mine right now is just, like, more feeling of, like, overwhelm because of, like, stress volume of work and that kind of thing, so it's, like, a different than what I experienced then. There, I just felt, like, completely overwhelmed. I hated everything, like, it was just, I wasn't health I wasn't healthy then at all it was bad
0: uh do you have people that reach out to you knowing this stuff about you because you're pretty open mm-hmm. on your social media like you've I think you've shared a lot of what we've talked about yeah and you find people will message you and be like hey how how do you go through this like I'm going through it right now
1: yeah 100% and that's I think what drives me to share some of these vulnerable things because I know that like if my story will help one other person it's worth sharing because like I felt so alone then or like when I started my fitness account and I was like all these other fitness accounts are like super skinny and super great and like here I am like 200 whatever pounds and like completely struggling like I don't see myself in anyone I'm gonna do it so that someone relates to me and like that's that's what works that's what people like people connect with people and so by sharing all these vulnerable moments yeah I get I've been getting messages galore over the past couple weeks since I shared like I'm taking a stress leave from work and it's been completely overwhelming and sad that other people are experiencing this too and either aren't haven't realized it until I shared it haven't gotten help or haven't reached out to anyone a couple of people have messaged me saying like you're the first person I'm telling and and like that's always so like heartwarming that people feel comfortable to talk to me about these things but um yeah it's both like sad and like supportive that people are going through what I'm going through and they're just very thankful that I'm sharing it so that we can have that conversation because my dms are always overflowing and I love the conversations that I'm having with people um but it's just sad to know that they're going through the same thing I'm going through
0: but then if you think about it as like your impact oh yeah like you're, you're empowering people to have more self-awareness in themselves. Absolutely. It's something where the light bulb might not have gone on unless you went through it. And because yeah. you're able to share, cause like there's some people just can't share everything about oh, their yeah. life, but if you're in a place where you can and it's helpful for you mm-hmm. and then it's in turn helpful for others, like that's a powerful thing. Like Bell has the Bell Let's yeah. Talk campaign but sometimes seeing a celebrity talk about it isn't quite the same as seeing someone that kind of feels like your next door neighbor kind of right, thing. Right, yeah. And it's it's so powerful to to have that impact in that as you're building the tools in your toolkit to get back up on your feet, mm-hmm. other people are doing the same thing. Yeah. And then you're gonna find that over time, it's kind of like uh, trainers training more sessions, they get better at training.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So somebody consoling another person on their things that they're working through, you're going to get better at working through your things.
1: Absolutely. I'm like a firm believer of like grow through what you go through. Is that the saying?
0: Yeah, I think so. sounds right. (laughs) I'm
1: like, am I saying that backwards? Um, But yeah, like by me sharing whatever it is I'm going through, it's a way of me like processing those feelings or like owning up to them or like whether that's like I'm starting this fitness program or I'm going through mental health issues or like, whatever it is, or I want to be an instructor, um, and, like, the processes that go through all of that, like, I'm helping someone else, and I'm sharing that, but I'm also helping myself, so, um, yeah, the messages and the impact from that has been really cool, and I love being vulnerable, I never thought I would, because no one, who loves being vulnerable, like, like, really, like, yeah, but, like, I, I'm always scared, so I'll, I'll type out my captions, my, like, essay captions, which I know you love essay captions, too, like, max out that word limit, but, I'll, like, type them out often before bed because that's usually when my mind's racing with a lot of things. I'll save it as a draft and, like, be like, okay, I'll post this tomorrow. Like, I want to think on it. And those are usually, like, my most vulnerable ones because, like, just letting it all out. And then I'll go back and read it and be like, oh, my God, I cannot share that. Like, oh, what the heck? Like, I can't do it. And then I hit, like, share, run away. And, like, look, don't look at my phone because I find, like, those are the moments that, like, I'm scared. But if I'm scared, then, like, usually the best things happen from the moments you're, like, feeling, like, a little, like, uncertain about how that should work out so I share it and then I like I was overwhelmed with the response that I got when I was like hey I'm like taking a mental health leave like a stress leave from work like I'm at my wit's end I'm not doing great right now and there were so many comments and likes and shares and people messaging me people calling me like friends around the world texting me like it was really cool and then I feel so much more supported and like more comfortable talking about it I guess whereas before I was like I can't tell anyone like I can't even tell my mom like don't want to tell my boss like it's it's cool
0: it's yeah really cool. That's good that's like the the positive side of yeah. social media oh yeah but everybody has their trolls oh yeah what's the worst troll experience you've ever encountered
1: oh, I've had a couple and I always like share these stories on social media too because I like life isn't all positive and rainbows even though I like to try and think it is <laughs> um I had, a, like, a 13-year-old boy message me one time um, telling like, it was, like, a transformation photo, and I was, like, really proud because I had committed to, like, working um, so hard um, on this, like, program, and I was, like, eating healthier. I was feeling better about myself. This is like, a couple years ago, and he just commented, still fat. And I was, like, like, that hurt. Like, it wasn't so much, like, and I didn't know who it was at the time, and I really could care less about, like, what he actually said, but the fact that, like, a 13-year-old boy like a kid messaged me still fat obviously just trolling because he's like you know a keyboard warrior whatever um but i was just like that hurts because like those are the people like say whatever you want to me and like trolls come at me kind of thing because um, i have like a pretty like i'm i'm pretty well versed in like i love myself and i don't really care what other people like i do care but like i also it won't wear me down your words like they're just words at the end of the day but what if someone what if that 13 year old boy had commented that on someone else who was like really struggling to even share that post or to like like maybe that was the first time they ever shared something super vulnerable and that that's the response they get like that completely would shut a person down me at this point it had a lot of trolls at that point so I kind of got over it but that one hurt but then I had a friend um who's a mom in Florida and she found his mom's Instagram account screenshot what he said and sent it to her and then his page was deleted a couple weeks later. So I was like, yes, thank you for taking that one for me. just got lit right up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that one was hard just because I felt like that, that's the type of message that like, it just hurts. Cause it's like from like, from someone who probably doesn't know what they're even saying. Like they're just going around on the internet, but this someone like they took the time to like seek out these pages and do that. Um, another troll one that like stings still kind of, um, was two years ago I had gone to Calgary with a bunch of friends um, for like a little fitness meetup um, with our Calgary counterparts. This is back when I was still doing the BBG program, Bikini Body Guide by Kayla at Zinas. And the Calgary girls had organized this little meetup. so like a bunch of my Edmonton friends, um, we went to Calgary. So like we went to um, like a restaurant for lunch before the workout and then afterwards we went to Regrub before Regrub was in Edmonton because we were like, oh, these are so cool like the milkshakes with like the things on top. And so we'd gotten a milkshake, and then on the way home, we wanted to stop at like, I don't know if it was like Donut Mill or Peter's or wherever, but we like had this like day of like fun eating, and like, I don't eat like that every day, but this girl sent me an email. From an anonymous email, I assume it was a girl. Um, from an anonymous email account, basically recapping everything I had eaten in the past like month, like literally like documented. On Tuesday you ate this, on this and this. She's like, no wonder you're not losing weight. No wonder you're not this. And sent me like honestly, it was like six pages of screenshots worth of an email, like just like tearing me apart about like how I shouldn't be preaching that you should like be healthy because I am not healthy, and like how you shouldn't do this. And I'm a firm believer in balance. Like I think if I ate like that every day, that's probably not the healthiest way. To live and maybe I shouldn't be preaching that you should eat you know all these like high fat foods every single day but also like it was very obvious I went there for an event and like we were having fun that one day but yeah she just like tore me apart and so I went on in- I didn't reply and then I went on Instagram and I was just like you know, like be mindful of the words that you say because like, while it might not hurt me and it did hurt me, but I was like, well, it might not hurt me. It could like really like be damaging to someone else. Like always remember like, you don't know what someone's going through. Your words have meaning, like be nice. And then to that, she sent me another email basically being like, oh, boo-hoo you. Like your life is so difficult and like you're so ugly or so fat. You don't deserve to have this Instagram account. I don't know why people even like you. You only like when people say nice things about you instead of mean things. And she's like, you could be really pretty if, Blah blah blah, and then, like those ones kind of hurt because someone took so much time out of their day to be so hateful towards me when I'm not out there preaching that I have like a meal plan that you should follow. Um, I eat like crap all the time. Sure, that's fine, but like that's ha- okay to me because I also eat healthy and I work out, and like that's the balance that works in my life. I never said like I'm counting macros or like obviously the goal I think for me is always to lose weight because I have extra weight on me, but. Um, I'm also happy, so I don't really care about that. And unless I'm saying, like, hi, I'm struggling to lose weight, I'm really eating like crap, someone help me, then I don't think people should be attacking me like that. So that one really hurt because she sent me, like, all these hateful emails. She actually told me, um, because I said something back in my story about, like, this is, like, bullying behavior or something. I didn't say that she was a bully, but I said, like, these types of things can come off as, like, bullying behaviors. And she... Then actually went through the definition of bullying. She said, "It's not like I told you to kill yourself, but actually now maybe like you should." Like she sent, like it got extremely hateful, and then that like that still kind of like hurts to my soul because it's like, why do you have so much hate for someone you don't even know? Or Mm -hmm. if it is some, maybe it is someone I know. They were anonymous anyways, but like really on the internet, like do you have to be a keyboard warrior? Other than that, I get like message, I haven't had actually any in a long time, but I used to get messages all the time being like, you looked better on the left or like whatever, when you post like transformation photos or like, I liked what you posted better before and like all those things. But at the end of the day, it's my page. Like if you don't like it, unfollow.
0: (laughs) One thing to always like, always go back to the point that everybody is like very Mm self-interested. They're only going to take time to do something if there's some gain for themselves. Yeah. And sometimes it's a long and roundabout way for them finding that, but that's why they're connected. So if somebody, if anybody's ever like throwing shade and they like took all this time to notice, there's something incredibly impactful about what you're doing, that you're doing right. Yeah. So you need to keep doing it. And it's so good that it's triggered them that much.
1: Yeah yeah exactly like they are at a place where they're hurting and they're taking it out on me and like while i don't say like come at me (laughs) throw all your hate at me but um clearly they were processing something and i was just a part of that process for them but um i never try to like i used to just like delete them um and like not even pay it. like if there were comments I would just delete them and not pay any attention to it um and then sometimes now I reply and I'll be like actually like I am like someone was like um <laughs> someone actually in May um I took a group photo at a Calgary spin studio and my leg I was doing skinny leg apparently where you like kind of like bend your leg and pop your hip or I don't know it was just standing because it was comfortable like I wasn't being like I gotta like mask how big I am or whatever but someone was like why are all the other girls have two flat feet on the ground but you're standing there with skinny leg? Like you'd look so much better if you just like stopped trying to hide yourself. I was like, actually not trying to hide myself. So sometimes I like respond positively and just like explain my situation. But a lot of the times with trolls, I'm just like, they're going through something. They needed to let it out. I'm not gonna let it affect me. I'll just delete and move on. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're always going through something. I know that they're not like, it's nothing me, pers- like a pers- as a person, it's not me. It's just like they needed someone to take it out on and I just happen to be there. <laughs>
0: I guess so. Yeah, just always always remember to take the positive take on it yeah. because like we can only focus on so many things in our oh, life yeah. at once. Like I think there's probably like 7 to 8 things we can think mm-hmm. of. And so if you're thinking about all the the little chirps and attacks that people are making on you, like that's what gets us so in our head. Oh yeah. where we talk ourselves down.
1: I would have deleted my account years ago if I was so focused on that cuz I have gotten probably hundreds of like Mean messages and comments And and a couple emails too So um, like I don't care Such savages out there in internet land I think like yeah people are just they're insecure with themselves or insecure with whatever they're going through in the moment and I think when they see someone who's positive and happy with themselves no matter their shape size whatever um I think sometimes that triggers them because like they're not in that same state themselves and so then they want to just try and tear that person down but I never try to take it too personally but that one email man that was like that was harsh I deleted it like I took the screenshot sent it to my friend my friend's like don't let that bother you delete it and I deleted it and I don't think of it often but when I do like that That one hurt because someone took so much time. Like, there was so much, like, detail. They had clearly been, like, festering about it for weeks. And then finally just hit send. And I was like, wow. Like, I impacted you that much that you really wanted to, like, pay every attention to my life, but...
0: But you gotta think, like, that's some shitty quality of life. Yeah. They woke up to look at the internet. What's a stealthy Chelsea doing today? And How can
1: I tear her down? But... Yeah, like, they
0: did research. Yeah. To be an ass.
1: Yeah. And, like, go for it. Like, if that's what makes you happy at the end of the day, like, I guess. Whatever. It's, it's like, no, no skin off my back. It upset me for, like, an hour. I cried about it. I don't cry a lot, but, like, I cried about it. And then I moved on, and I was like, you know what? I And i a couple times, I've, like, in that moment, I'm like, I'm going to delete my account. I'm done. Like, I can't take this, like, bullying and this harassment. And I'm like, Chelsea, it's, like, one message. How many positive messages do you get every day? of yeah. People being like, you really helped me, or, like, you changed my mindset. And so, like you said, it's always about the positive and one one bad apple in the bunch is like isn't gonna ruin it for me
0: so it happens to everybody just on a different scale like oh yeah in the trainer world there's there's people that are constantly calling people out like Mm -hmm. this person shouldn't be in the industry or i don't agree with that or these credentials or that form or this or that gym i believe it and yeah it's just you have to realize that you know you're you're doing things right like, and at they, the
1: end of the day it's like what impact do you have on other people positively whether it's one person whether it's 100 people whatever like if you can make an impact in one other person's day you're doing you're doing your job especially as a trainer like if you can help one person that's enough
0: yeah exactly That's great yeah like uh trainers in the city that are making a go of it like they are making people's lives better yeah. and if those people's lives are sustainably better then yeah you're winning absolutely like as long as somebody's not just pumping out people with back problems yeah like that would suck. <laughs> that
1: would very much suck. But
0: that's i haven't heard of anybody quite doing that so no. we get yeah those that that those situations weed themselves out like they only can mess it up really once. and
1: i think people when they're like when they're trying to tear someone else down like they're going through something and they just want to take it out but at the end of the day they're not going to be able to do that forever like people no. are either going to see into them and be like you're not authentic, you're not genuine, like, either you're just trying to tear other people down, or they're just going to fizzle out because they can't maintain that negativity for so long. Yeah, like, they're not... Like, no one can be that negative all the time, so...
0: I'm so tired from being an asshole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: like, I like that about people being themselves. Yeah. Because I've said it to a few people in the past. I've been like, look, like, that person's winning right now, but they're not being themselves. Yeah. And time after time, like people in their life are going to realize this person is not being themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you are just yourself, your most authentic self, yeah. everything that you do speaks to your heart kind of thing, then you can cons- consistently maintain that because you're not doing anything sure. different than usual. You're just being you. Yeah. And then you get really, really good at being you.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's like, I think that's something that both of us do. Mm-hmm. Like we just... We don't really care if, if everybody likes us. But I'm definitely
1: not everybody's cup of tea. And yeah. that's fine. Some yeah, people like, like coffee. That's there's, okay. <laughs> there's
0: people that think I'm a complete tool. And that's okay. Yeah. Because I, the people who are in my life, I care about them deeply. Mm-hmm. I look out for people. Absolutely. And I'm in an industry hustling to be in an industry yeah. where like I can make people better people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So I don't feel like I've wronged anyone, but no matter what you're doing, whether you're a doctor, whether you're like the greeter at walmart where all you i wanted to, to be, be a walmart greeter as a
1: kid like that, that was like my goal i was like i can't wait till i'm old and i can be a walmart
0: greeter you should honestly just like <laughs> quit my job and a, go do it right now do it for like one or two days this week and just <laughs> let it all them. out just like
1: get my own vest from like value village yeah. like don't even actually work there just like go and be like hello everybody <laughs> Welcome instagram to walmart.
0: live the whole thing
1: there's a walmart down the street from my house how hilarious perfect okay coming soon it's healthy chelsea as a walmart
0: greeter. <laughs> do it <laughs> They can't say no. You know the weird things that go on at Walmart. It's people true, Walmart.
1: people of Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be on there. <laughs> this girl really wants to be a Walmart creator, but she's like not old enough because they're always like old people. But yeah, when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a Walmart creator. Anyway, that's sorry awesome. to interrupt. I just had to share that. No, no, that's good. That's good. We're
0: being authentic here. <laughs> exactly. But it's just like it doesn't matter. You could be the most positive <laughs> person in the whole world, and you're gonna have people just oh yeah hating on it. Oh yeah. And you try and think about it, but you're wasting time. if yeah. you ever, like, can't even come focus up on to that. The conclusions. The people
1: like, that are in your life are the important ones, and like, exactly the ones that you make time for and make time for you. Like at the end of the day, that's all that, that that's all that matters. Who cares? And about living living a life, life of
0: gratitude where you yeah. like take time to to really think about the people who are, are playing these roles, mm-hmm. the people who are making moves for you, kind of thing. Absolutely. Because sometimes we we get in a state of mind where we're like, well, I don't have that, and I don't have this, and I wish i wish i had that person's support or this or that but then you forget well oh i actually there there's quite a circle of people that are are cheering me on kind of thing and like i'm getting back what i put out into the world Mm -hmm. and that mindset of gratitude like i know it's like played out into the world over and over and over but you you can't do it enough like it's absolutely it's very beneficial you're gonna experience a lot of momentum from being thankful for the things that work out for you absolutely, and from being positive. Thinking about the city of Edmonton, is there anyone in the city that inspires you or that you look up to? That's a
1: really good question. Um, I think there are a lot of people that inspire me in different ways. Like I don't like have any one person that I idolize. Um, but I really think that, and we kind of just talked about this, but like when you surround yourself with people that, um, are looking out for you and, like, they want the best of you, like, um, and the best from, for you and from you. Um, I think those are the important people to surround yourself with. Um, and so I've, I've done that both online and in person, I think, and, like, really being selective in the the people that I give my time and energy to and like of course like I only say yes when I actually really want to do something which I know we've talked about before but um those are the kind of people the ones that like when you want something from them they're they're like yes they're there they're in your corner um and those are the people that like I admire in our city um and like there's so many that I can't even begin to name them all but like Right now, like, Farah is just, like, such a badass. And she's probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, Chelsea. Um, but, like, she's really been in my corner lately. And, like, I'm so thankful for her. Like, just even when I, like, I shared a little bit in our, like, cycle bar group chat and for instructors, um... I was like, oh, actually, like I can take this class because I'm not going to be at work for the next little bit. And everyone was like, oh, my God, like what's going on? It's like, don't want to talk about it right yet. (laughs) Like it had just like it was like the day I had literally given my note to work to be like, I'm taking a break. Like I need a break. And so so many emotions were happening. And she was just like, you know what, like take take time that you need. But then the next day she like called me just to be like, you know, like I'm here for you. And like it was just like little things like that. Like those are so impactful because like sometimes you forget that some people are so in your corner until like something happens and you're like damn like they are there for me so far it's like a huge one right now but there are so many people that are just like hustling it out in the city and like that i inspire that inspire me or um that i admire um so many people especially like instructors in different in different studios or different things um and some of them i mean you've had like dao i love Dow like listening to her podcast like that you just had her on and i was like how do i follow Dow? like she's just so amazing and like i could just listen to her talk about like life for so many hours like she's just so inspiring to me so i love Dow. danny parks is awesome um she's just so badass and like i could watch her yoga videos like all day long on mm-hmm. instagram like she's so amazing but there's so many cool people in our city um that i don't even want to like just like narrow it down i think like anyone that I spend time talking with or like interacting with, whether it's just, even if it's just on Instagram, like if I'm replying to your messages and giving you that time of day, like you're important to me and you've made an impact in my day. And I do try to reply to like everybody on Instagram, but sometimes it's just like, yes, this is the brand of socks I was wearing. Cause I get asked like the weirdest things people like, does that bathing suit come in pink? I'm like, I don't know. But like you tell
0: me you wear glasses. Oh my God. (laughs) How
1: annoying is that for someone who's like, like not like an influencer. Like I am like, not to say that you aren't, but like, like people who like ask me every day be like oh what brand are your glasses i'm like literally guys like i can't talk about this every day everybody else is gonna be so annoyed but um yeah like if i'm spending time like having authentic conversations and getting to know you better and um learning more about your life just like you're learning about mine like you're important to me so i think there's so many people that influence me and impact me in so many different ways in our city and just like in general through Mm -hmm. instagram
0: yes i think edmonton's great for that just the community
1: is so good the edmonton fitness community is just well the Edmonton community in general i love edmonton i'm never leaving i don't think i always say like i used to always be like i'm out of edmonton i don't know where i'm going but i'm gonna leave and like i can't imagine not being in edmonton like i just i love the people here
0: yeah great it's neat yeah so now for some quick questions yeah pizza or tacos
1: this isn't quick this is such a hard question (laughs) um i love both Um, I'm going to say pizza because that's what I'm feeling in my soul right now. Um, But both are so versatile. That's what I love about them. But I'm going to go with pizza.
0: Sweet. Next one is Ferrari or Viper?
1: I'm, like, not a car person. But if you had to choose one. I, like, do I even know what a Viper looks like? I probably do, but... I'm going to go with Ferrari off the top of my head. That's fair. I can't picture Viper in my head. I'm literally like, I have a 2007 Ford Focus. Like I'm not a car person.
0: It gets, to down. <laughs> it does. It. gets me
1: to A to B. I love my little car. Her it's name is Betty. It's just cool <laughs> to
0: hear people's answers to those quick questions. Yeah. Um, this is our last and final one. Sure. If you could give our listeners one piece of advice on how authentic, how to authentically live their life to the fullest, what would it be?
1: Just be your damn self every day. I like Like, it. Be unapologetically you. Be congruent in your behaviors. Like walk the talk or walk the walk and talk the talk. Like just be you. Don't be afraid of what anyone else says.
0: Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Chris.